Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. I'm really excited because our guest is an incredible human being. I find him very interesting. Met him about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now. Uh, we got to work together at a bar and now he uh, owns a few restaurants in the city where I'm from, Vancouver, Canada. And uh, he's gone through some really interesting struggles in his life and overcome them. He describes himself as an introvert. However, he's handsome, articulate, and funny and owns two of the coolest concept restaurants in Vancouver. So I'm really excited to welcome him to the show, talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, mental health, some of his own struggles and overcoming them, and some of the stuff that he and I still struggle with today as grown-ass adults and business owners. So welcome to the show, everyone. And hi, Shoal. Hi. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about? Uh, born and raised in Vancouver. I've uh, been working in the restaurant industry a long time and uh, took it upon myself to open a few restaurants here and uh, expanding from here. Uh, who, who am I? Oh, excellent question. <laughs> At 37 years old, I think I'm still figuring that out for myself. As are most of us, I guess. <laughs> I think that's the thing that a lot of our listeners are probably uh, asking themselves, who am I at 15, 16, 17, and what am I going to do with my life? And I remember someone who told me the greatest quote ever, uh, that at some of the most interesting people they knew at 30 had no idea what they want to do with their lives, and some of the most interesting 40-year-olds still don't know what they're doing with their lives. So I guess you and I follow that path for sure. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you passionate about most in life? What are, what are the things that uh, make you tick? Um... God, good question. Uh, definitely uh, motivated to, uh, to, I don't know, to kind of do as much as I can with my life. Mm. Um, uh, being uh, such a quiet, soft-spoken person growing up, uh, obviously those that know me now and that didn't know me then, it's hard to believe that they're, they're the same person. But uh, um, I guess ultimately with what we built with the restaurants is building this really cool family uh, within our restaurants and uh, the, the network that we have within the industry here. For sure. So what brought you into the restaurant industry? What got you first started? Uh, God, first job in the restaurant industry was when I moved to Montreal and I was flat broke and needed to pay for post-secondary somehow and uh, took a job at a, a Italian restaurant and uh in, invariably kind of uh, through re working in the restaurant industry I, I started to find myself I kind of find the, the the family and the the support that uh, that I guess I, I was looking for and um, from there God I went to school for seven years I have numerous degrees but uh, kept coming back to the restaurant kept staying within the restaurant industry um, and ultimately realized that it's what I love to do more than uh, than all of my uh, all of the things I was pursuing in, in school. For sure, I, I you and I have talked a little bit about this, but uh, I know a lot of our listeners are out there and they're really struggling with where they want to go in their lives and what their true passions are and what career they should follow. Um, and a lot of them are going to end up 
starting off in the restaurant industry because it's a quick way to make money to pay for college or whatever you want to do with your life. I hear this all the time. I'm still a bartender, even though I have my businesses like you. I really enjoy the industry. And I hear all the time that you should, oh, get a real job. And what are your thoughts on that? I know we've talked about (laughs) that already, but I think there's a lot of people out there that think bartending and serving is not a real job and it's not sustainable. Um, But I I love it. It's something that I'm really passionate about. So what's your take on that? I, I mean, working behind the bar and working in restaurant is what really got me out of my shell. Um, it helped me become the person that I am today. Um, uh, I, I, I encountered that I don't know how many times behind the bar as people asking me like, oh, what do you, what do you, are you in school? What do you, what do you want to do with your life? What, I mean, and I was, well, what do you mean? What, like, what do you want to pursue? Like, what, like a real job? And I remember always being so baffled by it. Like, what, this isn't a real job? And because I enjoyed doing it so much, and I. I remember some people, the, the condescending tone they'd have, and I, I could only in my head be like, I'm making significantly more money than you, and I'm much happier with my job. I'm not miserable going to and from, and I think I've got a leg up on this. Um, but it, it was it, it was my dad at one point when I decided to start my own business where uh, I'd heard so many people tell me that I need to find a real job. and. I had friends that worked for for various uh, Fortune 500 companies that said I'd be making big, big figures, and I kind of envisioned that that's where I was supposed to be going. My dad confided, or I confided my father, rather, and he said, you love what you do, and you're good at it, and you make money, and most people try to find those three things their entire life, and the fact that I found it in the restaurant industry, um, I mean, it's, if, if, if you work in the restaurant industry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And those that haven't probably have found it in different different avenues, whether it's retail or other. But you end up creating this really incredible special social network. And um, I, I, in adolescence, I didn't have. I was totally. Uh, I had lack of self esteem. I, I lacked confidence. I didn't see myself as any of anything of any sort of substance. And and working in the restaurant industry really allowed me to. Uh, to build up that confidence and, and and having those support groups, support network and, and friends within the industry to, to come to work to kind of vent and yeah. So um, a lot of our listeners might be uh, thinking of becoming entrepreneurs or maybe they have no interest in becoming an entrepreneur. They're just trying to find something. I I know all of you out there listening, Teen Wealth is all about entrepreneurship. But the only reason why we based it on entrepreneurship is because we want you to live the life that you're passionate about and happy with. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be listening to this or to join our program. You just have to know what you are kind of interested in and know that it makes you happy. And then we'll try and help open the doors for you to live that life, to follow those things that you're happy with. And I love what Shoal's bringing up because a lot of us talk about trying to find a community that we belong in. And, and the restaurant industry is one. A lot of us come from funny backgrounds and we're not sure where we belong in life. A, a lot of people say that the definition of an actor is an un- or is a, is a waiter is an unemployed yeah. actor or something like that. <laughs> because a lot of us have these like crazy passions that don't fit into the typical box of a, of a career. And this is something that puts money in our pocket while we pursue it. And it's not always a bad thing or, or get a real job, quote unquote. And I just love that he brought up community. Uh, in high school, did you have a community or were you lacking a community of support around you of people that you connected with? Uh, <laughs> Anyone that remembers me from high school, which I'm sure many don't, because I was fairly invisible. Uh, I I had my hat low. I had my earphones on the whole time. I probably said no more than five words in five years. Uh, I didn't have many friends uh, outside of school. I pretty much locked myself in my room. I wasn't a happy kid. Um, and and I, I made the statement not that long ago uh, on Facebook that uh, it was really the industry that 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 
really helped turn that tide for me. Um, and, and I'm indebted to the uh, rest, render, restaurant industry uh, for that. Mm. Yeah. So um, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but what are some positives to working in the restaurant industry from your view and some negatives? The restaurant industry uh, can, as Brandy was alluding to, a, a lot of people end up in the restaurant industry um, uh, because they're looking for easy money and typically don't have a, um, a well-decorated post-secondary education. I, I was in the industry because I was paying for that. And as I said, the irony is is that in, in pursuing three different degrees, uh, it was the restaurant industry that was where I was happiest. Um, the great thing about the restaurant industry, obviously, is... Uh, uh, it's, it's a quick way to make money. Uh, the downside to that is that you have to be fiscally responsible at a very young age, and that can be very difficult for people. Um, the restaurant industry is rife with uh, with various addictions, uh, alcohol being the most uh, common one, obviously, because it's so close to us, uh, but drugs as well. Um, and that's a, a rabbit hole that, that we can quickly fall down. Uh, every year here in Vancouver, and I'm sure everywhere uh we lose people to to suicide and to various addictions in our industry and it never gets easier um but the really special thing is um is just how we all ultimately look out for one another you can you can so you start to get into the industry uh, especially here in vancouver uh one of the neighborhoods that both my restaurants are in um the community is is so strong that you can walk into almost any bar and and people are there to that that you know, that are familiar to you, that give you that that sense of support and understanding. That's awesome. I, I Sorry, I just have to go back and tell people about your... Can you tell everyone about your restaurants? Because they're really unique. <laughs> they're different than anywhere else I've ever walked into. Uh, the first one that he opened was called Gringo's, and it's it's such a niche little place. Like, it's... it's you. You can walk into 5,000 restaurants, and this one is different, and you'll remember it. Can you just tell everyone a little bit about it? We have two minutes before we go to break. But just tell everyone a little bit about Gringo's and the concept, because it's, it's so cool. <laughs> uh, the, the quick bit is that I, obviously, Brandy mentioned we'd worked previously. I'd worked in a number of restaurants, and uh, I wanted a place where anyone, uh, no matter how much money you made, no matter how important you were from a social aspect or a sphere, uh, everyone was even keel in this restaurant. Uh, called Gringo, 25 seat restaurants, a little hole in the wall in uh, a, a dark little alley. Uh, you really can hardly ever stumble on it unless you know you're looking for it. And uh, the, the principle was sim- simple, was keep it simple stupid as far as food and drink went. And it's a place where when you walk in, uh, our staff always introduce themselves by name, they get to know you by name, so you actually feel like uh, you're part of the family instantly, and, and over four years we've built uh, an incredible following that I'm very humbled by. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. I know you said it was in a dark alley, but as soon as you enter Gringo's, there are 4,000 colors <laughs> that assault your senses, along with the smell of the tacos and everything in there, and, and the margaritas, and it's just it's just a really neat little place, so it's, it's very cool. So if you're ever in Vancouver, you got to go check out Gringo's. It's, it's pretty neat. Do you recommend reservations? Because I've been there when there's, it's so packed, I'm out in the alley, in the dark alley, like you mentioned, <laughs> waiting to get in. <laughs> no reservations. doesn't no matter. Reservations. It doesn't. You can say you know the owners. I say it all the time. 
and they, my staff still don't care. <laughs> you are the owner. Your I am staff the owner. Still don't care. I still have to wait in line. That's a good policy. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying this interview with Shoal uh, Restaurateur in Vancouver. We're going to get into some uh, some really neat stuff over the next hour, and I hope if you're interested in whether it be tacos or mental health or entrepreneurship or just living the life of your dreams and overcoming some of your struggles that you find uh, some value in this interview. So we'll see you back in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking to Shoal Davidson. He's a restaurateur and a very passionate man here in Vancouver owns a couple of restaurants and has experienced some interesting uh, life circumstances and hopefully his story will inspire you or at least uh, have you come to Vancouver to try his cool tacos. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you did want to reach out to us, our phone number is one eight five five eight six six teen. That's eight three three six for the teen part. Or you can always email me, Brandy with an I, like it says in the commercials at Global Teen Wealth. Or you can always find us uh, at GTW CEO on Instagram as well. So uh, back to Shoal. Shoal, so we talked a little bit about the restaurant industry and what it's like getting into it, what your restaurant is like, uh, what you were kind of like as a teenager, but I'd like to talk more about your youth and your upbringing and what struggles you had as a child and with parenting, because I know I had four parents who uh, were just gong shows of human beings at times, and and I'm a gong show of a human being at times too, and and I love that because I get to look at all four of my parents and go, this is what I like about you, and this is what I don't like about you, and this is the person I want to become because of the lessons I've learned through you, and there were some really hard times looking back on what we went through after my parents' divorce and fighting and things like that and trying to overcome that, and it really has made me the person that I am today. Uh, albeit sometimes weak sometimes from some of those hard moments, it also makes me a little bit stronger. So can you just tell me a little bit about what it was like as a youth for you and how your family played a role in who you've become as a person and restaurateur? Uh, well, I, I mean, to, I, uh, I'm the eldest uh, of three brothers, um, so God knows we probably put enough pressure on my mother. Um, and uh, I, I, moving into my adolescence, uh, I, I guess 
just ahead of adolescence. I was I was very young when I when I uh, came to recognize and understand the the idea and the concept of death, uh, and how absolutely startling that is in anybody's life to realize that. Uh, there's a finite amount of time uh, in life and that took a, a, a great deal of struggle because I I understood it but I couldn't wrap my head around it uh, of course when you realize that that can happen uh, it, it makes you start to question a lot of things about, about life and at a very young age that is incredibly difficult um, I, I was not a happy teenager uh, a lot of that I think was brought on by the things that we all struggle with in adolescence uh, being a teenager sucks, <laughs> and that was uh, I'm I'm a fair bit older now. I with with today's social media, I couldn't even imagine how hard it can be for a lot of the kids out there, uh, a lot of the kids that work for me. Um, my parents, uh, God bless them, um, went through a difficult period of time in, in their in their own marriage. Uh, they they nearly separated, which uh, unfortunately I was the eldest. I kind of got put in the middle of that. Um, and I don't fault them for that, but it was a very uh, stark um, bridge in time in my life where I recognized that up until a certain point, you think your parents are these omnipresent beings that are, are almost godlike. They, they, they control the world for you. And then when you realize that they're ultimately just people too, and they're prone to make the same mistakes and, and have the same frustrations and, and stresses and, and uncertainties as you do, uh, it's it's really startling. Um one of my, my 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 parents are incredible. They're still together now, and I, I've seen them go through so many so much difficulty. But I think at times uh, it's left its its marks uh, on on me growing up. Uh, my father is one of my closest friends. He's helped me build my restaurants, and my mother's fantastic. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard to move away from that sometimes. And I've definitely found that I've brought that into uh, into my relationships as I've gotten older. That's for sure. So um, one of my biggest things is, um, I don't know, I just, I always used to think that my parents were perfection, basically. And then when I saw them fight, it kind of shattered my idea of what perfection or the perfect person was. Because you think, I, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier over coffee, but we think that they're like, they're godlike. Like your parents know everything and have all the answers. And I think one of the greatest lessons I ever learned in life is that my parents are human and they're they're making the exact same mistakes that I'm making. They're just, they've just been doing it for a little bit longer. And, and I think that was one of the greatest things. Did you find that? And how do you kind of overcome or forgive some of the mistakes that they may have made? And how do you learn from that as a person and a man and a business owner? Well, I, I think what's it's sad because it makes me realize how old I'm getting is that I'm getting close to the age that my parents were at when I started to realize this. Um, and and then you kind of look at yourself at, at my age, at 37, and, and you're just like, wow, okay, so I'm pretty much where they were then. And the uncertainties and, and the things that I'm still figuring out about myself and, 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 and the world, and you realize that they were doing just that, but they had three kids that they had to provide for. I mean, this is something we talked about earlier, is that I, I, I don't have a wife, I don't have kids, um, but I have about 25 staff members that all rely on me, their livelihood relies on me. Uh, if, if something doesn't go right, or if I make the wrong decision, my business partner and I make the wrong decision on, uh, on behalf of the company, it could result in them being out of work and then they can't pay for rent. And then there, it's just all, and there's those things that happen every day with like that you ride with that stress and you try to take it in stride. Uh, but, um, 
I mean, the family we've built within the within our within our companies, uh, or the company as a whole, is is really special. And um, I, I I don't I did I don't envy looking back at how how difficult I probably was for my parents then, but I I certainly know that parenting is not easy. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's an interesting point. A lot of the students that we've had in our program, they, they really talk about how their parents are not supporting them in the way that they want to be supportive, and that's because your parents have different dreams and different struggles than you do. Um, and I think a lot of us tend to like blame our parents if they don't give us the type of support that we need, but I loved it because the way that I overcame that was by talking to my grandparents, and I asked my grandparents what their struggles were raising their kids, and so it was just, and then they would tell me, and I'm like, oh, that's the same thing I'm doing to my mom and dad. And it was just interesting to hear that from, from like, another side. And I, I don't know, I know, I don't know if some of our students that have been in the program are listening right now, but um, it's, I've had, I actually had a few of the students come up to me and just be like, my dad doesn't want me to go into this university to pursue this dream. And, and, and then she really stepped back and she realized why, and it was because her dad's brother had done that same thing and he'd been really badly injured and his whole life had changed. And she went, oh, maybe that's why dad's protecting me from, from doing this career. So she, at first she blamed him because she thought he's stopping my dreams and stifling my dreams. But then she realized that, you know, hey, maybe it's just because he loves her and is protecting her and wants to keep her around. So I think I think we all have to pull back out of ourselves sometimes and look at, kind of kind of look at why people are making those decisions that we think are, are hurting us. I mean, my parents still, I'm, I'm 33, I own four businesses, I make twice as much money as both of them. My parents, all of my parents combined, I make about the same money as them and I've gotten to travel the world and they still would like me to go back to that safer box because it's safe and they know I'll be okay there, but I don't want to be okay. I, I love that <laughs> that quote that the ships, a ship wasn't meant to be in harbor, it was meant to be be at sea and I feel that same way but they want to protect you from the storm so for all of you that are out there and, and you're blaming your parents for things uh, some of them might might need the blame some of them might be not that great and uh, if, if you need help with with someone who's hurting you you should always reach out for any help I mean you can call us anytime or talk to a teacher or someone that you trust at your school but um, just remember that if they're making kind of little mistakes that are affecting your day that sometimes it's just because they're protecting you from something did your parents ever try and stop you from doing anything to protect you, Shul, from anything? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I, it's funny you talk about your grandparents. My, um, one, one side of my grandparents, uh, my Bobby and Zadie, they, they, they were adolescents um, when they survived the Holocaust. <clears throat> and uh, they were uh, together during you know, those incredibly dark times, in which I thankfully cannot even comprehend. And... Uh, Talking to my bubby, obviously, year, years after the fact, but there was points where there'd be months where they'd be separated, not knowing if the other person was alive. And uh, it, her just explaining how it's just like uh, th- that relationship that they held through such dark times brought them all the way all the way through. Uh, my, my Zadie had Alzheimer's in the last 10 years of his life, and uh, she went and uh, took the bus every single day, even when she broke her leg and didn't tell us, and walked on a broken leg for three days. She would go every single day to see her, her husband, even though he wouldn't know who she was. And it was it was the, that relationship that really has kind of resonated with me, and, and, and I've always carried forward is like, that's that's that shows a true, how you can truly value an, a, another human being. Um, where were we previous? <laughs> oh, it's okay. I always do the same thing too. Uh, I was just going back to the, how how we can sometimes blame our parents for things. I'm trying to remember. I'm I was so engaged <laughs> listening to you that my brain went off. <laughs> 
Okay, so ladies and gentlemen who are out there listening, what you have to understand about us is what most entrepreneurs <laughs> are very, we're very passionate about everything. Four things in our mind at one time. Yeah, and we have 47 things going on in our mind at any time, so we've completely lost track of where we're at. <laughs> we hope you're, we hope you're uh, enjoying this. If, if you're not, we sure are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, okay, one more question before we go to the next break, I guess. Um, I guess I liked how you talked, we talked a little bit about parents and how we blame them and and uh, talking to family, yeah, you had brought up your grandparents to talk about family and going back with that. Um, and then you talked about entrepreneurship and how it's not easy because you have 25 people depending on you, which you kind of equated to your parents, and they were going through a lot and also having to take care of three kids. And I, I'm also curious to ask you about teachers that had in, you had in your life because some of us don't like our teachers. And, yes, there's some really crappy teachers out there, and I'm sorry if you have one. I had a few, but I had a few great ones too. But there were ones that I didn't really connect with and I struggled with. Um, but they were responsible for 30 people's success. And that's a pretty big burden to take on like, like parenting or anything else. Did you ever have any parents or sorry, any uh, teachers, teachers that really influenced your life in I, a I good would, or bad way? <laughs> I would, I would have my, my share of some of the, some teachers that I still look back and despise. Uh, even though, as you say that, you know, their, their responsibility, my mom is a retired teacher. Mm. Uh, the, the weight that she would put on her student's success was, was unbelievable. She would take it home with her. That, uh, that was always difficult because I was, we were there for children. And yeah. sometimes we felt like we were sharing some of that love with 30 other kids. Um, but there was some, some teachers out there that left an indelible mark on me have definitely shaped me into the person that I am. And I didn't necessarily recognize it when I was in that person's class, but I certainly do now, um, both in high school and in, in post-secondary when I went to university. And it's great because as you get older, you're able, I find you're able, I was able to relate more mm -hmm. to, to my teachers. And when you find more common ground, uh, just like when you realize your parents are people, you, you it's in those differences and those imperfections where you can start to kind of create a real uh, relationship, a real friendship, which has been very special, mm. and they've seen they've seen me succeed, and they they're they're even though it's not in the field in which I studied under them, uh, it's totally different. Uh, they're still incredibly proud. So we have one minute before we go to break. Can you, for you personally, define success? What you think success is or means? Uh, the my success in in the rest and what I've built has really just been on the gratification of the people that I work with and uh, the people that uh, work for my company that are proud to be a part of it that that happily come to work and and really take ownership uh, in coming to work and in the job that they put forward because I've worked we've both worked for a number of people uh, not the same person but uh, in the past uh, that uh, we didn't always agree with. And mm -hmm. sometimes that was difficult to, uh, to, to to work for different people over the years. The only person that's actually ever fired me is my father. Oh. <laughs> enough. I was very young and I deserved it. I thought that being the boss's son, I could get away with certain things on the job site. And it was a very um, uh, stark realization. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. The only person who ever fired me is my dad. Oh, good lesson. All right. We're, we're headed off to our next commercial break. We'll see you guys in just a couple minutes. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. If you just joined us on Team Wealth Radio, we're talking to Shoal Davidson. Uh, he found his voice and his passion in the restaurant industry, and we're talking a little bit about what it was like growing up as an introvert, as a youth, kind of coming out of shell in the interview in the industry, sorry, and uh, just why he's become an entrepreneur and, and what he loves and doesn't love about it. So for any of you that are out there um, considering getting into the restaurant industry or becoming an entrepreneur, this is a, a great uh, guest for you to listen to. Um, we were just talking about relationships and and our parents and how they influence our lives and and some good role models and some bad role models. And he and I, Shola and I have talked a lot about relationships in our own personal lives over coffee and things like that. But um, it's interesting. He, he brought up something earlier. Then he said that he brings up humor a lot to deal with difficult things. And he and I both do that. I don't know if it's our defense mechanism or what it is. Sometimes it's easier to laugh about the tough stuff than it is to to talk about the tough stuff, um, but we're going to get into a little bit of tough stuff after we talk about entrepreneurship because his time being an entrepreneur, he's really started to reach out to people in the community and offer uh, just, I don't know, some some personal experience that might help lighten the load for someone who might be struggling with their own mental health. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because that's kind of what Team Wealth is founded on. Uh, but let's talk about the cool stuff about entrepreneurship first. But I first want to ask you, Shul, humor dealing with difficult things where did you get your sense of humor from and what style of humor do you use and has it ever gotten you into trouble oh it's gotten me in trouble a lot um i definitely figure out how to push people's buttons very early on in my life that my parents would attest to that um humor has always been dry satirical wit (laughs) those that don't know me would find me a little bit uh maybe ostentatious um yeah it's it's funny because uh something we talked about that when if 
some people when they first meet me they think that I'm just a little bit like I'm got a big head and <laughs> can be a little bit egocentric and it's it's actually just all defense it's self-esteem defense mechanisms uh, that I had as a growing up and that are kind of inherent and part of my my personality now but whenever uh, I mean I'm I generally prefer a sense of humor because it's always better to laugh but uh, when when I definitely find that there's a, an uncomfortable situation I almost always uh, will make an, uh, an offhand uh, remark that I I will make light of and I think it's fairly hilarious sometimes at, uh, at the, <laughs> the, the better of others uh, I don't know if anyone everyone that I've uh, shared my humor with would agree uh, certainly in relationships uh, I definitely am prone to uh, rely on on humor to get out of uh awkward or uncomfortable situations <laughs> um yeah i sorry i just want to revert back to something else we were talking about i just keep coming up with these things um i find it very interesting uh Shul and i have both talked a lot about our own self-worth and how we don't have a lot of it some days which i mean honestly i my girlfriend in high school she struggled with bulimia for many many years and it was really funny because she was funny in uh, not a haha way but a weird intriguing way she always when we got together about five years after high school she was such a beautiful she's stunningly gorgeous she's she kind of looks like j-lo she's just stunning and she always had boys around her and i was always so jealous of how pretty she was and all this stuff and so i always thought she was doing really well and i didn't find out about her bulimia until a little bit after high school when she confided in me and then we were having coffee about five years later and she had overcome her bulimia and i was just saying to her i'm like gosh i never knew you were bulimic because you were just so full of personality and and she said what are you talking about she's like brandy you were the one that had all the friends in high school and you were so popular and and i went what what are you talking about i was a big geek i was six foot tall 200 pounds curly hair frizzy hair i'm like no boys wanted to talk to me and we both saw each other so differently than the people than than we saw ourselves differently than we saw each other. And I think that same thing goes for Schultz. Like, if you compliment this guy, he will he will kind of deflect it. And and I might do the same thing. And But if you saw Schultz, like, I remember when I met him, he came in in, like, this really snazzy suit. He's a tall, good-looking guy. Came in with a big smile and was really nice and charismatic. I would have never, ever, ever pictured him as someone who had self-esteem issues or struggled in high school with his self-image or whatever. And, and we're both kind of giggling about it now because we still struggle with it once in a while, even though we're successful and we're good people and, and we're surrounded by good friends. Uh, and it's just interesting. So if you're out there and you're looking in the mirror and you don't like what you see or you don't like some of the thoughts that are coming in your head, know that those things will change. And as tough as it might be right now, it gets better. And in, I know that it's, some of you are thinking there's no way this can get better and it's tough and it's dark right now. But I'm telling you, we see you differently than you see yourself. Just ask your friend or your parent or somebody that loves you to describe what they really see in you. Because we see ourselves a lot differently than other people see us. And uh, Shul, can you speak to that? Do you have any words to I add that on that? I that was very eloquently put. Um, <laughs> I, I mean... I, the best example I can use is myself. As you said, I do not do well with compliments. I still don't. Um, in high school, I was I was a runt of a kid. Uh, I didn't have a major growth spurt until heading into grade twelve. Um, I I saw no value of myself. I I still at thirty seven years old. I you know I still don't necessarily see in the mirror what some of the most incredible people in my life see in me and I, and I appreciate them for that. Um, 
but um, yeah, it's, it's it's always incredible to have people in your life, like in, whether it's a, a significant relationship or a friend or parents, and they 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 say or they see something in you that it's it can be so hard for you to actually take in because you see yourself in such a different light. Um, it's it's been funny for me. Well, in, in tr- funny. I don't know if it'll be, that would be the haha way, but you know, I I've, I've been very uh, gracious and very thankful in my life to to have gotten to the point that I'm at to to the success that I have, and that's in huge part to a lot of the people that I involve in my life. Like my business would not be where it is if it wasn't for my business partner. Uh, I couldn't imagine. I, I could have never done this on my own. Uh, and through a lot of the hard times that I've had in my life, I don't know how I would have gotten here without the incredible network of friends that I have in my life uh, and in this industry. Uh, I, it's it's so easy to think that you've got to go about this by yourself, and, and you really don't. In fact, I don't do it by yourself. Um, I've had more than a few points in my life where when I was younger, I tried to... to overcome depression by myself and and you just can't because you can't escape that that little bubble that you you wrap around yourself and now even as we as you said as we get older we still struggle with it at times and now I at least I have the experience and and the wherewithal to to reach out and and to bring people that uh, that I love and love me in my life to to get out of that um little headspace that I find myself in and and it's very hard as an entrepreneur because you've got to kind of always be on um, most people think that you know you got your businesses together and you got your life together what could possible what, what could you possibly be unhappy about but that's the really uh, that's the hard thing with mental health and with depression and, and, and various addictions is that they 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 worm their way in to the weakest part of yourself and they just they, they fester and they spread and if you don't deal with it and don't address it and, and uh, make a very conscious effort to, to, to remedy it. It just gets worse. It, it doesn't get better. So, yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, I, I love how on in when you talked about starting your business, you brought up your network and your business partner. And then when you talk about your mental health, you talk about needing someone to talk to and, and a great support network in that. And I think that's, that has a lot to do with everything. We're all looking like in high school, we all band together with people that are similar to us and we all need that community and that network. And we all want to find great quality people. And if you're out there with people in your life that are a little bit toxic for you, don't blame them for being toxic. Just remove yourself from the situation. Cause I think a lot of the times we keep those toxic people around us and maybe blame them for some of our shortcomings, but you really have to separate yourselves from that and find a positive community. Like you said, you could have never succeeded without your business partner. So we just have to find one or two people that are passionate about what we're passionate about and add value to our lives and, and focus on them instead of trying to make everybody happy, which is what I always tried to do in my life is make everybody happy. And then I realized I was the one that was unhappy. Are you a people pleaser? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. find so much of my own self-worth and, and making other people happy uh, and uh, maybe perhaps at times at the best of myself, mm. um, but definitely. Cool. So um, we got to go to a break in a couple minutes, and uh, when we come back, I'd love to talk a little bit about what's what it's like being an entrepreneur, some of the positives and negatives of that, um, because I know there's a lot of good things to being an entrepreneur and a lot of really tough ones. Um, but 
what we always talk about at Team Wealth is the reason why if you create your own income and your own money so that you can set your own hours and live the life that you really want to live, even though it's a struggle, you can also give back through being an entrepreneur. And I know you're quite passionate about something right now that you've been posting on social media about, about giving back to the community of like restaurants and people in, in our industry. What, what would you, um, what, what are you kind of delving into right now? What do you, what are you passionate about on the mental health side for, for, um, restaurant industry people? Uh, well, as we were talking about that, it, that there is a lot of, uh, mental health, uh, issues and, and addiction and depression that uh, are throughout our industry as well as any other industry as well as society. And, um, Last, I guess the quick backstory is last last year, uh, I just I, I encountered a number of things in my life, both professionally and personally, that just really knocked me down. And I hadn't been down that down to that point in a very long time in my life, so it was very unusual. And and it, I, I had a bit of a breakdown, and um, I was fortunate enough to uh, to reach out to my, my business partner, uh, my father, and a very good friend of mine that, that were able to help me, and, and a psychologist because I wanted a professional. Uh, opinion on just where I was at, but uh, recently I posted just a, that how important being aware of mental health, uh, one's own mental health, and and the people in our lives' mental health is. And so what I'm I'm hoping to do because it it, it was such an overwhelming response to my post was to to figure out a way within the uh, the industry to to create a better um, mental health support uh, network, and we're still tinkering around with a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I know a lot of people ask me, oh, where where do I find all the answers? And I, I don't think any of us really have an idea of where you can find all the answers. And I know we talked about when you go and Google, where do I turn? It's you get totally thousands of options. Yeah. It's very, yeah, very overwhelming. And disconcerting. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I remember looking something up for a student once and finding a gazillion answers and none of them really, really helped us get anywhere. It was just more, it brought up more questions. And, and so hopefully through the Team Wealth Network and what you're trying to do, um, for people in our industry is is kind of create places where people can go and just kind of find some of those answers or at least connect with a supportive group that could, could lead them down the right path. Um, we do have to go to a commercial break, but again, if you want to make a phone call to us, you can call us toll-free at 1-855-8616. That's 1-855-866-8336. Or you can uh, catch me on Instagram at gtwceo or Teen Wealth, or you can look us up, Global Teen Wealth, on Facebook. Um, And you can also reach out to Shoal, too, if you have any ideas or suggestions. Um, When we come back from the break, I'll give you his his, uh, contact or Instagram information. And then we'll talk a little bit more about what it's like being an entrepreneur and whether you should or should not try it, depending on how passionate you are about what you want to try in life. So, yeah, we'll be back from the break in just a couple minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. 
We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you've uh, enjoyed the first 45 minutes of the show. We have about 10 minutes left together. Uh, We're talking to Shoal, an entrepreneur and man who's got some really great ideas about how to help people uh, in mental health. We were just kind of talking during the break about how there's still a stigma of mental health and it's just starting to be talked about now. But I mean, even our parents and grandparents, if you said that you were sad or depressed, they'd be like, oh, you can get over it. Just cheer up or think about something positive. But it's your brain chemicals. And there's still a lot of stigma around that. Like someone who's struggling with depression might not come out and tell anyone because they think that they'll be judged as crazy. But I just want to say, if you if you had cancer, that's no fault of your own. You take a pill, which might help, or you go to radiation or something. You get some kind of treatment to try and help you get rid of this disease that's in your body. Well, mental health is a disease affecting your brain, and it's nobody's fault, so it shouldn't be taboo. And he is trying to help people in his community find a place where they can speak and find a community that will support them if they're struggling with mental health within the restaurant industry. And I'm doing the same thing with teens. So if, if any of you need to reach out, you can. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at GTWCEO, or you can find Shoal on Instagram at B-E-I-N-G-S-O-S-H-O-E-L. And uh, <laughs> you can follow us or, or connect with us, send a message if you'd like, and just if you have any ideas or suggestions on that. Um, yeah, and now we're going to get into some fun stuff, talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, which isn't always fun uh, before the end of the show. So if any of you are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and you want to make a difference in the world and make a bunch of money or maybe make no money whatsoever, um, entrepreneurship is a great way to go. It's a great challenge and it's a fun life experience. What's your experience been being an entrepreneur and would you recommend it to other people? Uh, I mean, it's each their own. I, I wouldn't say that necessarily everyone has to go down this path. Um, the the biggest lesson that my, my father imparted to me and that I'm very thankful for is to, in, in my case, not do it by myself. Um, uh, having a business partner, one or, or more, it just it shares the burden uh, of the amount of work that has to be done. It, you don't realize just how much work running your own business takes until you start. 
and it just becomes this never-ending rabbit hole of work. And so when you're putting in 70-plus hour weeks, that becomes a very normal week uh, to entrepreneurs uh, and, and in various fields. Um, you know, some people get it in their mind that they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars, and I guess a few few people do. Most, most entrepreneurs don't. I, I certainly am part of the most that are not worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but it's incredibly gratifying to be able to... Uh, call something your own uh that that's that's one of the biggest things for me um but yeah uh definitely it, it having a business partner helps because it helps you see a, another uh perspective uh another side of a business that you wouldn't necessarily think of uh, in restaurant my me and my business partner we we really handle the opposite sides of the spectrum and um, we've actually just uh we're just on the the brink of actually bringing on a, a third partner it really rounds out that that trifecta of that what you really need to run a a, a business enterprise with um a lot of people in tech, uh, usually it's uh, one one person's the kind of tech genius and the other person's the, the business salesperson. There's usually that dichotomy between those two people. Um, it's also if, if you're going to have employees, like bringing, bringing on employees is such a huge step uh, as an entrepreneur because you, you, you bring it on a person and they have their quirks and they have all their idiosyncrasies. And the, the hardest part for me, and my business partner could attest to it, is... Uh, I, I'm such a perfectionist, and I want things done exactly the way that I want it done. And delegating was such a hard uh, transition for me because, and I have a terrific staff and a fantastic management group um, that don't do things exactly the way that I'd want it. But I have to appreciate the fact that they do it in, in their in their own way. And as long ultimately as the the job gets done, then that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so how did you how do you how did you know that your business partner was the right one? Like for me with the nonprofit, it's something I've been working on since I was 15 years old, and it was all the money, time, and energy and love that I had given it in 15 years. And then after meeting a man for six months, I invited him to be partners in something that had been my dream and my passion my whole life. The thing that had brought me to tears and made me work far more hours than I should have. And everyone's like, "How did you how did you allow yourself to give up half the control in, in something that you've worked?" so hard on and I, I met Evan Oglesby who was my business partner who played in the NFL for five and a half years I met him at this conference and, and I watched him speak to a group of kids at a church and then I went and saw that he had sold his home and sold his cars to open a gymnasium and a computer lab for kids that had nothing and he provided shoes and clothes and food and tutors to kids from his community that he didn't know but sold all these cool things and fancy houses that he had just because he wanted to help more kids. And that was the first time I'd ever seen someone who had given up so much of themselves um, um, for others. And that's when I went, that is who I want to allow into my business. So how do you find the right fit for a business partner? Because that's scary. It's like finding a life partner. You just never know. I was going to say, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's so much like finding a, a, like a life relationship partner. Uh, it was very serendipitous. And... Uh, and I recognize that uh, I kind of spoken with a couple people previous to my current business partner. Um, but it, it, what actually ended up benefiting us is the fact that we were not friends previous and uh, friendships that turn into businesses can, if, if things go wrong, usually that uh, the, the friendship suffers. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people in my industry uh, go down that road and the friendships uh, turn disastrous because 
business is business and friendship is friendship. And you've got to make that uh, discernible line a lot of the times because business doesn't have that emotion mm. uh, as much as you might. And um, we, we were lucky that we just saw that we both had um, uh, our perspective strengths and weaknesses and those happen to balance one another out what we did very early on and i recommend it to anyone um is to write a a, a, a an agreement um that's unbiased that's a, a business agreement that's a legal agreement because you never know where your business might take off to you might open up a hundred dollar business in your friend's garage and then all of a sudden you are now microsoft yeah so you just never know what it could be worth down the road. And so that way, when you have those those legal agreements, it kind of um, keeps everyone in check. It keeps egos and, 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 and your and, and ambitions in check. Um, yeah, but like you say, it's, it's so much like a, a, the biggest thing that we've learned over the five years now that we've had uh, our business businesses uh, and we're growing exponentially this year is uh, is trust is openness and trust uh, it goes into a life relationship it goes into friendships and it definitely goes into business you've got to be honest um, you've got to trust the other person uh, I, I trust my business partner with my life when I am having a bad day when she is having a bad day uh, we rely on one another we give each other the space when we need it um, yeah it's awesome yeah there's I mean there's so many ups Pluses and ups. What's the hardest part to being an entrepreneur? Uh, the, for me, it's the fear of failure. Okay. And the best part? Um, waking up every day and walking into either one of my restaurants and being like, wow, they're still here. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty cool feeling. There's something like 90% of restaurants fail within five years. So that's 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 quite a, a very daunting thing. to Especially to in Vancouver. That. Yeah. Oh. We're, we're in a city where it's not definitely not easy we have 47 seconds left before the end of the show any other tidbits you want to add for our listeners um i mean aside from from the success of restaurant i can i can honestly say that that mental health has become such a huge and important part of my life and it's something that i know that i'm definitely going to be uh pursuing uh much more uh, strongly moving forward and with the likes of friends like brandy and I, all i can say is to anyone out there that's that's thinking that you're alone that's struggling just reach out, reach out to someone. And if that first person doesn't reach back, then find another person. Keep reaching because even as you get older, it it can sometimes feel like there's, there's no one there, but I can assure you that there is, there's a a lot of people out there that that love you. And um, as you get older, you just realize how grateful you are for it so mm-hmm. and even though you don't know me and you may never we never meet may meet in person if you ever just need someone to contact or someone to talk to I can I can't give you all the answers because I sure don't have any myself but I can probably hook you up with someone who might be able to help so I hope this has been beneficial I hope you've learned something about entrepreneurship and mental health and and following your passions and and forgiving your parents for their imperfections and and uh, thanks for uh, listening we'll see you all next week <laughs> Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.